Episode 98 of the Sussex by the Sea podcast. A podcast that now covers local football in this great town of ours, as well as keeping up with all the frills and spills, highs and lows of my team, Hastings United. On the show this week, week 29 of the Hastings Report, going through all our local sides in the SCFL, MSFL and ESFL with my co-host, Leon Pettit. After that, we've got those Tim's takes as Timothy Booth Jones talks Hastings Women's 6-1 demolition of Stelling Town and we have exclusive post-match with used women's boss, Billy Wood. And finally, we have that SBTS fan roundtable and this week, all crocs are off as we are joined by used striker and local lad, James Hole to round up a frankly cracking week for our use. Enjoy, grassroots football fans. And now over to week 29 of the Hastings Report. It gives me great pleasure to introduce week 29, or so Leon tells me, of the SBTS Hastings Report uh, with my wonderful co-host, ESFL veteran Leon Pettit. Uh, first of all, Leon, how's your week been, mate? Yeah, fine, mate. Yeah, um, a strangely football-free weekend which I'm sure we'll touch upon. Ends up watching a bit of the egg egg chasing. Oh, dear. No, I don't, I don't, oh I don't dear. really know too much about rugby, but all I can say is at least we're not as bad as um, bad as Wales. <laughs> oh, dear, yeah. We, we, we might have to touch on that later. Yeah, so <laughs> let's crack straight into it. And obviously a weather-affected uh, Hastings report this week for the SCFL, MSFL and ESFL. Quite a few games called off, but there was some matches, so let's get talking about them. First of all, a cracking result here uh, on the Saturday, which was Lingfield 1, Bexhill 4, uh, Aaron Cook with 2, Connor Robinson and Evan Archibald. Oh, I mean, 8th placed Bexhill with a very comfortable win in the end against uh, Lingfield. Uh, just, just to mention for Lingfield, uh, James Martin Allen got the goal and also got himself sent off for Lingfield, so... There you go. A uh, great win for Bexhill, Leon. Yeah, yeah, no, I think he's pretty confident they'll get go and get the result. So it's more the same for their sort of um the last push towards the end of the season, which I'm sure I said before was similar to what they did last season. So yes, yeah, see how they how they finish off the season. Yeah, yeah, you did tell that. Uh right, so moving on to same on Saturday. Uh, Little Common one, Crawley down Gatwick two. Uh unfortunately. It's a bit of heartbreak for Little Common. I do believe if I write, I think it was a 93rd minute winner. Um, despite going 1 0 up there uh, for Little Common, unlucky for them. Sam Ellis got the goal for Little Common. Uh, Sam Clements and Rise White with that late one, uh, winning it for Crawley Dan Gatwick. Nearly, hey, Leon, nearly Leon, did. Little Common pulled it off. Yeah, nearly, but nearly he's not pulled it off. Oh, you're harsh. <laughs> you're harsh. I love it. Um, yeah, no, it's some butts, just... isn't it? Yeah, exactly that. But um, look, looking at the table, um, 
little comment are pretty much firmly firmly mid table. They're quite well well ahead of um, Lingfield in twelfth, sort of that bottom half of the table. They're sort mm. of in no man's land, really. They're a few. Well, they're about six points behind P saving in tenth. But um, yeah, no, proper properly rooted in mid table obscurity or safety, however you like to like to see it. Planning for next year, right then. So no other games, so we're going to move on to the fixtures. Uh, so just so happens that tonight. A uh, little comment are going to Peace Saving and, and Tilscombe. Uh, can little comment get over their last minute heartbreak against Crawley and get a result at Peace Saving? Uh, they beat them. Uh, little comment did beat them at the recreation ground in September. What are we thinking, Leon? Um, <clears throat> it, I, yeah, I was going to say, yes, Peace Haven have just come off. Um, they lost on penalties. I don't know what stage of the FA Vars it was. Massive game for them. But you know what sort of, a, I'm sure quite a lot of Hastings fans know out there, what, what a cup run can do to a team's league form. So mm. based on that, yeah, little common must fancy the chances. Okay. And uh, and then on Wednesday, uh, Beck Silver in Cup competition uh, in the Sussex uh, RUR Charity Cup. Um, playing Midhurst and Eastbourne, uh, mid-table uh, East mid Midhurst. I mean, you'd expect uh, Bexhill to pull that one off, wouldn't you, Leon? Yeah, yeah. Shot that one. Go, go home, home advantage with Bexhill turning up. As I'm, as I'm sure you'd like to point out that I'm harshly saying the conditions down at Polgrove, <laughs> a, a, Wednesday, a Wednesday evening at um, Polgrove's no fun for anyone involved, let alone the away team. So, so yeah, oh, you're listening, Bexhill. Heavily favoured. Well, no, Bexhill aren't in control of the um, weather conditions, are they? Or where, you know what that horrible sea air can do. <laughs> Do to you, but no, yeah, just you know, home advantage. I'd definitely go go back with that one uh, again in the league. Little common face on Saturday, uh, Alfred. Um, Alfred haven't won in nine games. Uh, little common, well, they, they've got to fancy themselves at that game, can't they, Leon? Yeah, no, Alfred have, um, yeah, it's been a bit of a struggle for them this season, so yeah, yeah, little common win there, nothing else really, no insight to add to that. Okay, and then on Saturday, uh, Bexhill then uh, have got Loxwood visiting them uh, at the Pole Grove. Thoughts on that, Leon? Or is this uh, easy three points for Bexhill? Um, yeah, I favour favour Bexhill. I'm fearful to say easy three points because you know when you say that you might 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 end up looking good next week. But no, I still I still favour another team uh, at the wrong end of the table. So favour Bexhill on their form. Okay, right then. So moving on to MSFL. Uh, Saturday's fixtures, so that was the 11th. Uh, Rutherfield won, Settlescombe Rangers won. Uh, Regan Constable getting a goal for Settlescombe Rangers. John Penny for Rutherfield. Uh, this was the battle at the bottom and it ended one apiece. Spoiled shares. Yeah, right? yeah, no, go on. Yeah, no, sorry, I was just sort of thinking. But yeah, no, I think Rutherfield would be more happy with that result, seeing as they got three games in hand over, over Settlescombe, three points behind. Um, obviously, I don't know how Sellerskin would have. You don't really see much from them on social media, so you don't know how they feel about the game. But just based on what I see, I'd say Rutherford might be more happy with that. Okie dokie. And well, that was that was it for league action. But we did have uh, the um, MSFL Charity Cup semi final, uh, Hollington against Uckfield Town. Well, Hollington two, uh, Uckfield Town one. Charlie Cornford got a couple. Uh, it just so happens that I've got some uh, someone who was there. Just going to give a quick review. And uh, this is the wonderful Borna Totter has uh, went along to the Gibbons. And uh, he just said it was a tougher game than we might have expected. The Lions could and should have been out of sight in the first half with the chances they had. But second 45, Uckfield really made a game of it. 
Both keepers had good games, really entertaining cup tie and a decent crowd, including plenty of faces from the local non-league scene. Always enjoy a trip to the Gibbons, says Borna Totter, don't we all? So that's that. Uh, Leon, anything to add? No, I'll just give, say they got a ball club in the final of um, on the 27th of March at New Haven FC. So good luck to Holland to him. Yeah, good luck. Right, so, uh, and the only, well, the only other game that's mentioned in on the FA website would be that the Wellington versus Westfield was rained off, so that didn't happen. We move to fixtures. Uh, talking of Willingdon, Willingdon will be facing Settlescombe Rangers this Saturday. Uh, you'd hope Settlescombe would get something out of or out of the visit to uh, winless Willingdon, wouldn't you, Liam? Yeah, you'd think so. Yeah, I'd yeah. hope so. So, yeah, so, sure I mentioned him plenty of times. It's been a torrid season for Willingdon, but um, yeah, it's based on that alone. You go for Settlescombe. Yeah, and so uh, Westfield are facing Ringmer. So uh, Ringmer coming to the parish field. Uh, you'd expect Westfield to make short work of Ringmer, uh, you'd think. Or have I just given them the laverick kiss of death? We'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> they love me at Westfield anyway, particularly Warren Pettig. Anyway, um, <laughs> and then in the Montgomery Cup, uh, Battletown are facing Ridgewood. Uh, Ridgewood are, uh, are from the league below. Uh, Mid-Sussex Championship. You'd expect Battletown to be too good for them, wouldn't you, Leon? Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, um, pretty much that, really. Nothing really also add to that. Okay, so we move on to the, the last uh, last uh, upcoming fixture is the Sussex, another another cup, another Hollington game, uh, a Sussex Intermediate Challenge Cup semi-final. Uh, Hollington will be fa- uh, facing Punnett's Town on Saturday. Um, uh, Punnett's Town, obviously, of the ESFL Prem. Uh, but at at the Gibbons, I just can't see Hollington slipping up. I mean, anything on that, Leon? No, I mean, um, Panets have done really well to get as far as they have really in the in this competition, and they beat I think someone from the Southern Counties Div Two, you know, which is a step up, you know, a step above their league. So they've got pulled out one or two good results to get this far. So, um, but yeah, no, you you think Hollington will be too strong strong for them but you know I'd be I'd be proud if I was a Punnets player fan official or whatever yeah should be a good day out and hopefully yeah. get good weather for it so let's move on to the ESFL Prem uh, again weather affected uh, got a result here on Saturday Rytown 1 Sidley United nil. Charlie Stevens getting a goal for Rytown and no surprise here there really Rytown looking really dangerous now they've got four games in hand and five points behind Bexhill Town who are top so you know they really are I don't, it sounds a bit dodgy, but they really are charging up from the rear, aren't they, Leon? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I sort of noticed on the the table they're finally sort of starting. You know, they've sort of been about fourth or fifth, haven't they, quite a while? But with like you say, plenty of games in hand, but now they're starting to creep up that table. And um, I think I personally think they'll be they'll be lifting silverware come the end of the season. Okay, could be the kiss of death, but we won't <laughs> go there. <laughs> uh, so uh, Westfield reserves two. Uh, Hawkehurst United one, Drebic Tahui, uh, and if I butchered the name there, I do apologise. With the goal for Westfield and that man Connor McManus uh, of that famous McManus family, that I, uh, I'm another another proud day for his dad with a lovely little goal actually. Uh, and Charlie Bates getting another goal for Hawkehurst. Yeah, so Westfield with the win, uh, but it wasn't an easy one against. Uh, uh, that's the only game in the league, but we did have a game in the Cup in the Hastings FA Intermediate Cup semi-final. It was uh, 
uh, Crowhurst 4, Bexhill Town 2. Crowhurst goals from Jan Bailey with a couple, Dominic Clark and Reese Johnson. Bexhill Town's goals from Henry Barnes and Joshua Barrett. So let's move on to Earsfield Div 1. Battletown Reserves 2, uh, Parson Move 2. Uh, Battletown's goals from Tyler uh, Smith and Aston Sweetman. Uh, unfortunately, Parson Move's goals aren't up yet on the FA site. Uh, that's actually now two un two unbeaten now for bottom club bottom and winless battle. Couple of good couple of results they've had recently. So well done them. Uh, Sandhurst one, Junior Club Takeaway one. Uh, John Billsby uh, getting the goal uh, for Sandhurst with Kale Hakos actually getting the uh, first goal in the game for Junior Club Takeaway. It was the clash of second versus third. Uh, and it had to wait till the second half until goals happened. But Sandhurst are um, two games in hand. They've got two games in hand on uh, Tackleway and they're five points behind. Uh, let's see. Now we go to the Hastings FA Junior Cup semi-final. Uh, the Settlescombe Rangers reserves versus versus Wadhurst United. Um, obviously, Settlescombe Rangers reserves of Div 2 versus Div 1's Wadhurst United. It finished 1-1. And Wadhurst won it 4-2 on penalties. So we nearly did have an upset, but Wadhurst cruised through on pens to the final and well done to them. Moving to Division 2, not many games at all in Division 2. Uh, on Saturday, it was again uh, Who, who are an amazing run, really. Uh, who 4, uh, Nordium 75-3. Uh, the goals for Who were from uh, uh, Keon Cornelius, Callum Paul Burgess, Connor Loke, and Jack Walker. Uh, goals for uh, Nordium, Justin Hemmings, Stephen Hausago, and Jordan Turner. Uh, who do it again despite conceding after 30 seconds? Going behind after 30 seconds, they win again. And uh, that's now four unbeaten. Well done, then. Division three, uh, Hastings Comets one, Orrington three. Uh, Orrington's goals, Tom Benford, James Bliving, and Logan Rouge with Hastings Comets goal from... Brandon Smith, uh, Orrington, well up with the chasing pack for second, despite a valiant Comets display. Uh, uh, James's goal uh, with 20 to go killed it off for them. Move on to Hurstman Zoo 3, Parkfield 1. Hurstman Zoo's goals from Curtis Ayres, Charlie Shearing and Regan Arnott. Uh, Parkfield's goal from Callum Nolan. Uh, top club Hurstman Zoo extend their lead over Parkfield with this convincing display. So it's looking very good for them now. And in cup competition in Div 3, involved Div 3 sides, uh, ha Hastings FA Lower Division Cup semi-final. It was Catsfield 3, Ticehurst 2. Uh, Catsfield's goals, Tom Andrew, David Birch and Jacob Jones. George Brown getting a goal for Ticehurst and the other goal has not been indicated. So possibly an OG. Final game that we've got, it's uh, Division 4. Uh, Wellcroft Park Rangers 3, uh, Sutherland Rangers 2. Uh, it was an absolutely tremendous comeback here from uh, Wellcroft uh, versus second place Sutherland. They were 2-0 down early on uh, and they won it 3-2 midway through the second half uh, through goals from Benjamin Ackhurst, who got a couple, and Vinnie Rembridge. Uh, Jake Warner put Sutherland 2-0 up early on, cut the goals, and uh, but unfortunately they couldn't hold on. Okay, here we are, ESFL Team of the Week, and we have Battletown's goalie, Eden White in goal. Hurstman's who got left back in, uh, Nathan Hartney with the right back from Catsfield, Connor Smith. The centre-halves are junior club tackleways, Nathan Bossom, 
and uh, right hounds Marcus Popple. Uh, in midfield, the central midfield pair of Sean Baldwin from Crowhurst and junior club tackleways Lewis Finch. Uh, left midfield, Sean Leonard, who we've seen many times uh, from Crowhurst in the team in the week on the left-hand side. And uh, Callum Nolan from Parkfield. Up front, we've got uh, Hastings Comets, uh, Brandon Smith and Battletown's Tyler Smith. So an interesting team there, Liam, don't you think? Yeah. Well... That was the week that was, Leon, and uh, I'll see you next week. I'll see you next week, mate. Train to Booths, Jones, and his Tim's takes. The Hastings United ladies completed a good weekend for Hastings United by defeating Stenning 6 1 at the Pilot Field on Sunday. Um, played well in the game, played some lovely football, controlled the game, and there were no serious concerns during the match. We had um, Asha Moody playing in Cole, who's only 16. 
and Beth Crease and Vix Phillips as fullbacks, Millie Bain and Lauren Sharp as centre halves, Ruby Harris, Charlotte Kerr and Ella Roper in midfield. Played two wide players, Brooke Nicholson Rogan on the right and Nicole Bate up on the left, with Sean Heather in the centre. Didn't take long for us to go 1 0 up, and we were 4 1 up at half time because Stenning short, scored quite a good goal actually when they were 4 0 down just before half time. But in the second half, we just completed the victory with two more goals, one of them a penalty from Sean Heather. Sean Heather, on her birthday, I believe, got a hat-trick, as did Charlotte Gurr, who are two really good players in, in the side. Sean Heather was encouraged by a very vocal young daughter up in the main stand, who was very appreciative of Sean's hat-trick. She certainly enjoyed the game. And um, it was, as I say, it was a good performance. Millie Main did really well at centre-back, and Lauren Sharp, in her 50th appearance, was as reliable as ever. Beth Crease and Vic Phillips got forward well, contributed well. Ruby Harris looks a, a really good prospect in midfield, did well. Charlotte Girl was excellent. Ella Roper showed good pace and made some good breaks from midfield. And both Brooke and Nicole worked hard on the flanks and put in some good crosses. And Sean Heather is quite a lethal finisher on her day. We managed to get Mia Statton and Tommy Mason on as subs, but um, a 6-1 win um, keeps us at the top of the table, hotly pursued by Ashford, who had a big win against Maidstone United ladies. I think in the two games against Maidstone, Ashford has scored 26 goals, I think. So they, I think it was 7-0 they defeated Maidstone, so they're um, hot on our heels. But... A very good performance from from the ladies and they've got their home again next Sunday to Cray Valley ladies team. As I say, the men's team did brilliantly up at Bishop Stortford winning 3-2. Typically, that was one of the few away games I couldn't get to, so I missed the action. But what a great win for them. And also, um, I thought the game on Wednesday night, Enfield won all, dropped two points. But what a quality match from both sides and that goal Hastings scored was a classic fantastic goal from end to end so all in all a very good weekend for Hastings United let's hope we keep both teams keep winning um, and it could be a very exciting end to the season another three points Billy good performance yeah look 6-1 today very happy with that um, I felt well, we're going into today's game, like we, we're missing players, like there's no Jeffs, obviously we've had a few injuries, no Claire Johnson, our captain today, um, unfortunately no Lucy Apps again, and Lily Bennett unfortunately was not available to, to play, uh, but Asher done, done phenomenal again today, stepping in, I remember she's 16 years of age, she was, she was great today, uh, I, thought, I thought Asher as a team, I thought we just passed the ball, you know, to watch back those goals, I thought... Yeah, I just thought we, we dominated. It never was in doubt. Um, it never was in doubt, but we still had to get the job done today. Um, we lack numbers, we lack numbers, but we got through it. Um, and, and the squad, the squad paid off. Sean and Charlotte, two hat-tricks, yep. are reliable too. Yeah. But there's some good performances all over the pitch, I yeah, thought was good, that, yeah. Look, I think if you look at today's game, look, I think Nick Nicole Baytart played incredibly well um, her, her usual game is to try and stretch the pitch behind today she came a bit deeper 
linked up play better and um, I think it's a massive part of our game. Um, I, can't, I can't say anything more than how, how well our back line was today. The back four were phenomenal. Lots um, of experience from Millie at centre half. Yeah, Millie yeah, is just so composed, like yeah. so calm. Yeah. Uh, Vicks was class once again. Yeah. Uh, Beth gives us a real attacking option. Um, and on top of that, on top of that, um, I just think Sharpie, look, 50 games for the club. She's been in from the start. Yeah. And she's played a 50th game for the club today. And she was great again at centre half. And yeah, just if you've got a strong back line, it, it really helps everyone else move around. And Ruby in midfield looks a real prospect as well, doesn't Ruby's class, look. Yeah. I, I want Ruby to play as high as she possibly can play as a player. And, um, you know, she's with Brighton under-21s right now. Yeah. Um, that could be a long-term future, it might not. But she, the home's here for her, and, and as we have ambitions to go up, you know, we love to keep Ruby here as long as we can and, and, and use her. Um, just not just as a, as a player, but she's just a, a Hastings girl. So to, to have her around is really, really important. Great week for Hastings United with uh, the men's team with that fantastic win at Bishop Stalker. Yeah. That's brilliant. And following on that one all draw with Enfield, even though it's only one point, it was such a quality game. So everything's going well there. Yeah, right? look, we. <laughs> Yesterday was mental. If you um, <laughs> to be two nil, two one down with you know seconds on the clock, and just going to get two goals in injury time is great. Um, so I, I think Gary and what Mino are doing tactically, um, we're, we're, we're showing that difference by being tactically superior. I think in a lot of areas, and, I, and I'm really happy with that. Um, and, I, and I'm you know Gary's the right man for the job, and Gary and doing it week in week out for the club, and we're fully behind him and wanting to to get a second promotion for sure well done Billy it's going very well for Hastings United yes yeah. keep it up yeah. week by week thanks a lot Billy Cheers. listen tell you what I want everyone to join in and sing this time alright let's really have a laugh you know? no one's here for art <laughs> when I get to the oh yes he is I want everyone to join in alright know what I mean they seek him here, they seek him there His clothes are loud, but never square It will make or break him, so he's got to buy the best Cos he's a And when he does, his little rounds Round the boutiques of London town Eagerly pursuing all the latest fads and trends Cos he's a Oh yes he is Oh yes he is Oh yes he is Oh yes he is He thinks he is a flower to be looked at And when he pulls his frilly nylon pants is right up tight He feels a Oh yes he is Oh yes he is Oh yes he is his world is built round discotheques and parties In matters of the club he is as fickle as can be Cos he's a dedicated follower of fashion He's a dedicated follower of fashion He's a dedicated follower of fashion
And now over to the SBCS Fan Roundtable. Many thanks to Super Malk, Windy John, George, who bangs our drum, Jaegers Matty, Ben Naguna, and of course, the crop master himself, super striker, James Hull, for making it happen. Anyway, it gives me great pleasure to introduce episode 98 of the Suspect Sea podcast, and I have got the wonderful, we've got James Hull there, uh, who last time was, well, uh, he was being judged for fas- crimes against fashion with those crocs. Uh, first of all, Jamesy, before I introduce everyone else, how the devil are you? I am absolutely brilliant, mate. How are you? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, soft uh, radio voice there from Jamesy. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Always. Yeah. Uh, but and just quickly, have you still got those crocs on? I haven't got them on, but they're still they're still alive. Yeah. They're lingering. Yeah, they're lingering. They are, yeah. They, they still get worn here and there. Unbelievable stuff. Well, the gentleman that's joined us, uh, Georgie bangs the drum, Windy, Windy John, the wonderful uh, Super Malk, uh, and uh, Ben. Ben, he also supports Arsenal's coming on, and a uh, Mr. Matt Allen. And as we do with uh, anyone that comes on for the first time, Matt, tell me how you fell in love with this great club. Ah, oh, here we go. Uh, probably started from like eight, nine years old. Going with uh, Ben Bennett, it'll probably be on in a minute. We used to go there as youngsters. Uh, kind of fell out of love of not just like Hastings, but football altogether. Um, done my own thing, motocross, BMX, had different hobbies. Went that way. Obviously, my nephew started playing. And uh, Who's your nephew, uh, Matt? Just for people that don't uh, know. TC. TC's my nephew. So. He's, he's my nephew. So, they will uh, rebuild him. He's going to be coming back like six million dollar man, mate. He, he will be. He'll be back. He'll be back bigger and stronger than ever. But um, yeah, always been interested in his football. Good little player since very young, and uh, he joined Hastings. It's right on my doorstep. Kind of went a couple of times. Met you guys watching the football. Kind of, kind of rekindled uh, the flame, as you say. So, uh, and there I am. I'm, Pretty much stronger and better than ever. Enjoying my football, I think so. All good. Great, fantastic stuff. Well, thank you, gentlemen, and obviously thank you, Ben, as well. You're being a bit quiet there, sir. Have we got five minutes for us before you go yeah, off to right. AFTV? No. What? <laughs> don't swear at me. <laughs> don't 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 mention that trash on here, mate. Oh, a bit triggered. I love a bit of trigger in here, and uh, there seems yeah. to be someone else coming on now. Who's this iPhone? That's probably. Uh, that's probably Wills, finally. John well, anyway, Wills doesn't have an iPhone. Well, yeah, John his Wills, son. His he's son. 100% Nokia 3310. <laughs> doesn't have an iPhone. 5110. He's still playing snakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, first of all, obviously, James is here. Uh, thank you so much for coming on, James. Um, I know, obviously, we had a bit of fun with the uh, the judgment. I mean, it was actually quite, quite a lot of fun, actually, when we uh, judged you for your crimes against fashion. Um, since you've um, Since that time... Obviously, you've, you've you've been out on loan to was it Eastbourne uh, Town? Yeah, yeah, Eastbourne yeah. Town. Yeah. F- first of all, I mean, how was that experience? Uh, no, yeah, it was good. It was good to get you know some ninety minutes in the tank, like week in week out. But um, yeah, Eastbourne Town, they've got some good lads there. I know some of the players there, and I uh, knew the manager as well. So yeah, I fit in pretty well, and I enjoyed it actually. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. And what's the what's the fans? I mean, I, I see stuff on like social media, but that don't really mean nothing. What's the fans like? Are they did they take to you as well? Yeah, yeah. There was a few there. Um, that obviously because I was there before. 
uh, I think a couple of seasons before. So, so some of them recognised me, but most of the games I played were away. And there wasn't that many there, but yeah, a few, few familiar faces. So I thought it was quite good. Nothing on new guys, but you know. Well, I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to say it. <laughs> but equally, you know, you're, you're in the under 23s and always banging goals in. So you're, you're constantly knocking on that door. Obviously, you spoke before about working with Kenny Pogan. It was not at the club anymore. Just wondered uh, which which striker you feel like you, you match up with well. Um, any of the lads you get on with particularly well. Any of the new crop. And uh, how do you how do you rate the new set of strikers? I like that new croc. I didn't say croc. I didn't say croc. Though. I heard that. Sorry, God, James. Sorry, mate. <laughs> um, I mean, everyone I pretty I get along with really well. I think seen uh, like senior lads wise. I think Sammy. Me and Sammy. We get along really well. We always have like a free hit competition before games and stuff like that. Like striker wise, I get I get on with Joe really well. Uh, yeah, Dave, Dave's a really nice lad. So um, of course, Popey. I've known him for ages. So yeah, me and Popey get on along really well. But probably favourite at the minute, me and Joe get on really well. So yeah, I'd say. Him. Have you uh, made Joe sort of start thinking about Crocs? I mean, because he's a young lad as well. Best. I mean, to my surprise, he did come in wearing a black pair, so he is joined. Oh, he's, he's, joined he's next. He's next. He's getting it I next. I might have called him out there, but yeah, he has joined <laughs> me already. Uh, <laughs> any, any of you other lads want to ask anything? I'd like to ask if he's got an agent. Oh. <laughs> he's no, in there I, straight I, away. I haven't got an agent, no. No, now. no very good one. <laughs> my boy, I know a good one, eh? Yeah. No, no that slot's open, so don't mind. <laughs> obviously, obviously, you know, Popey's going to be out now for a couple of games, unfortunately, because he got that that a ridiculous hour. They could give him a yellow card for that. So a window is opened, a window of opportunity. So you definitely could get, you would hope, some minutes at least. Uh has, yeah. has Gary spoke to you about it? Uh no, not yet. No. Um, I think the first training session is to uh, tomorrow since Popey's suspension. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully I'll I'll be in his head. I'll, I'll be in his train of thought, but yeah, just gonna have to see how the game goes, see how it feels, see how they out. feel is the right decision. They had a run out the other night in the under 23s, yeah? Yeah. A yeah. Of goals. Uh, yeah, a couple of guys, just a couple. Well done. Um, well done. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's what... Get that trophy back. Oh, yeah, don't worry about that. We'll be winning the double again this year. Yeah, nice one. Did I see Nori scored as well? Is it Nori? Yeah, he scored two as well. Yeah. Yeah, nice one. That's good. Mm. I've got two. Yeah, well done. We'll go, I think we might be letting him off about the crooks now. <laughs> what, Nori? Uh, yeah, Nori. Yeah. <laughs> He's another crocker, isn't he? Who's, who's yeah. the, who was the one that was a slider? There was someone who was a slider. Mm. Oh, was, that, was that TC? Was TC a slider? He does <laughs> He does like a pair of sliders. Yeah. TC. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I mean, let's not talk about the shit we used to wear as kids, but, you know, we won't. Folks. <laughs> Clark. <laughs> Like clogs, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Platform shoes. I'm talking about Eva James. Don't worry about it. Yeah. We say George. I said I don't know what you're talking about either. So James, don't worry about it. <laughs> time, isn't it? Get out of it. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon Chris is in Slazengers. <laughs> <laughs> no, do you remember those black plimsolls you had? You had to wear when you were yeah. going to school. Do you remember those? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, before well, your time, James. I was James. so used to this, I normally had to get mine out of lost property. So I had like <laughs> two left shoes and like <laughs> some year freeze, like soles <laughs> and shorts, uh, or playing my pants, one of the two. Then, then it I went don't... on to kick. It went on to kickers after that, didn't it? Was it kick, kickers? Was <laughs> it the main shoes? Was it? Yeah. Oh, what? 
<laughs> pink, I used to have pink suede kickers, mate. Pink suede no, kickers. Get that's... in. <laughs> Come on. And then my mate threw up on them. That was the end of those. I've always hated him. Um, well, uh, Jane, we, we've had a remarkable season, really. Uh, you know, come up from uh, South East League. Uh, we're on that borderline with the playoffs, uh, which is obviously, you know, seven games to go. We're all really excited. Um, what's the camp like? What's what's it like being amongst those boys? Yeah, spirits are high at the minute. Um, but obviously, the team, we're all about winning. So nothing's ever good enough for us. So we, we, we're, just, we're just looking to kick on now get as many points as we can out of these last seven. Um, keep our eyes down, stay focused, and yeah, hopefully get a really good place in the playoff. Um, yeah, in a minute, we'll, we're on a really good high. We've got to keep the momentum going, obviously, from from Saturday win. Um, yeah, just don't drop off now. Just keep going, keep, keep the train going. Well, you mentioned the Saturday win. Uh, well, you mentioned the train as well. Uh, <laughs> first of all, that we, we were not... I don't know if you know about this, James, but it's, it was our annual... Supporters jolly. So Bishop Stortford was the the selected one, and uh, was it eight twenty one? We got on the train again, chaps. Yeah. First, yeah. first of all, we'd be do this more than once a season because <clears throat> it's our second sort of second really big one. We did Lewis, didn't we? So no, I wasn't there, so it don't count. I it was better. It was better actually. It was better. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I caught character. an earlier train because I, I actually left my house at six forty five to catch the train from Bexhill to Hastings to meet you guys to catch the 8.20. So like, I, was, I walked out my door at 6.45. Commitment. Commitment there from um, that. But yeah, it was a long day. It, was, it might have been a long day, but we were all buzzing. Uh, oh. And it, that was through no ingested things. That's not why we were buzzing. It was because of the team uh, <laughs> and maybe a lots of alcohol that we might have had. But um, a wonderful day. Anyone that's listening, uh, great jolly, uh, good fun. Tim and the boys who were on the train with us. I mean, we must have had about 40 people, 30, 40 with us on that train. I can't remember. Am I exaggerating? I think, I think, it, was, I think it was 20 that left Hastings. And then uh, yeah. George met us at, uh, obviously, Tottenham Hale. So it was 22 on total. Yeah, it there, was only like 22 of us, yeah. All oh, right, I was Billy with numbers. Decent, I was giving you there. Go on, numbers, sorry. Though. We'll get you decent a new abacus for Christmas. Yeah, well, you know. Um, <laughs> so what time did you all get home roughly just after midnight well that's you when did I get back about oh no it was about 1.30 wasn't it no what no, time it did we get back 12.30 no we got we got dropped off in, we stopped at all about 10 past 11 I think so, uh, it could have been could have been 3 in the morning for all I knew we dropped off George, I don't know what time that was. It must have been about eleven o'clock or something. And I remember getting on the train from Ashford because you had to change, going back to Hastings, and Ben's in the seat next to me going, "Come on, man, let's go out in town. Let's go out in town." I'm like, oh. no, Ben, I'm not doing it. I'm <laughs> no, not doing I, I wasn't that. Pers- no, I wasn't that persuasive. I nearly start Sunday. I wasn't that you keen were, to be honest. You were, you were egging it on a couple of times. You didn't fancy it. That is an absolute challenge there. That's a first. That's a breaking news hot take. That is Matt Allen didn't fancy it. Didn't fancy it because I had my daughter the next day, so I was just taking it easy on that Saturday. Well, did you hear the story of uh, Tim and Charlie on the way home? Oh no, go on. Well, I think Tim had to sober up quite quite a lot because Charlie was well and truly gone. And uh, he was trying to get him, trying to get him home, and the bus pulled up and offered to give him a lift. <laughs> Dropped him off at the end of Leighton Road. Oh, quite, to be fair, that's quite close to his house, so I think they were both grateful. See. <laughs> so, other than that 
people getting drunk, James. We obviously come along, we supported the team. Uh, even when we were 2-0 down, uh, we were full of voice. Great support from everyone. Uh, tell us what you thought. I mean, you're sitting on the bench there. When we were 2-0 down, did you think game done? Or were you 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 were confident we were going to come back? Uh, I mean, we, I always knew we had a few more chances in us. Mm. And um, yeah, I've, I've, to be honest, I think we dominated most of the game. I think there was only like a 20, 25 minute period where they were they were on top, where they could have gone maybe three or four. Um, but obviously we stuck it out. But yeah, the, the chances came in the end. Obviously good uh, substitutions made an impact. Freddie, I think we're really good again. Obviously, we didn't hit stop hearing you guys throughout, which is a massive, massive help. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I thought I always thought there was a little bit of hope. As soon as it went two one, we were like, okay, we're in here. But, um, yeah, it was in, in quite some style that we finished it off. Yeah, that won't be forgot for a long time that one. And I buzzing for days after with that one. That was it was a wonderful win. Was, was, go you, on, chaps, go on, please. No, I wasn't at the game. So who who was holding the drum up at the end? That- That's Matt. That's Matt. Was <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, I tell you what, we've had so many times when we've all just run down the front yeah. and we've just gone gone absolutely nuts. The drum always gets left behind, and that's the ringleader. That's what leads us on. I thought uh, it could come join us this time. So I, I just I saw that. Just saw the drum in the air. I thought that's not John. Yeah, that, <laughs> Talk, yeah, that, that was that. me. Talking that. went off and left it, and I took over. Mm. I've just, yeah. I've just been sent. A screenshot from uh, there's a football page called fanbanter.co.uk and they do um, just anything to do with fans, anything football related, like Premier League all, all over. And they've put up a post about us on Saturday and about the comeback. So it's on, if you go on, uh, on their website, fanbanter.co.uk, it's actually on there and they do all sorts of football. Yeah. Um, even they've picked up how mental it was at the end of the game. There. Yeah, I think it's turned up on a few um, football um pages isn't it brilliant yeah well done lads all of you brilliant. yeah fantastic you there, was Malcolm there no I wasn't there guide I am that's why we won <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know where I was I was having a hypertension <laughs> test at three o'clock down at the doctors and then of course like yeah well, pressure wasn't too bad and then got home and see this going on god if I'd had it afterwards <laughs> god knows yeah. put me in hospital <laughs> That's no, just watching it from there. I'm just watching the tweets come through. So, well, no, honestly, that's well done. No, it's, oh, yeah. Just one. Proper I mean, scenes, eh? Well, <laughs> just, just pure joy, mate. Yeah. Pure joy, that was. And I think, I don't know who was screaming in the stand. Was it Hayley? Because No, in the main stand. <laughs> so there's somebody in the main stand, a, a female. She was, I have I, Joe be. Knight footage. There's someone, there's some girl screaming. I you, think you it can hear like, the laugh. Hayley, I would imagine. My God, <laughs> That thing that started it off, brilliant. I don't, I can't honestly, I haven't, I haven't watched the clip so many times as that one. <laughs> Just brilliant. Well, well, that was Billy Wood screaming. Oh, like it that. might have been, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched it so many times. I just keep watching it all over and over. Yeah, I just yeah. like, it's yeah. just a real buzz. That's a real buzz, isn't it? It's why you go to football, isn't it? That's Chris, why you go. You, Chris, did you see the um, Stuart guy? What's his name? Last I did, year? yeah. Um, oh, oh, Tyler, Tyler. Tyler, Tyler, yeah. Is it right? Yeah, well, he got into a row with Gary Histed. Right? <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's what happened. Didn't Top it? man, eh? No, uh, well, he he come up and he, you know, he, we had a conversation after the game and he said um, they changed the formation to kind of deal with what we brought on. Yeah. And uh, it went tits up and he said, he goes, he goes, well, you remember when you were obviously you were on, he was, yeah. he was saying they weren't playing so well. 
and they're a little bit yeah, squeaky bum at the moment. And yeah. well, we caught them. I think we gave them three of the best trousers down, didn't we? It looks like it, doesn't it? Mm. But yeah, no, he was good, good sport. And then uh, Kerry Histed rode interview, and I, uh, and then I can't, well, I'm, I can't really say on here, but like it's yeah. just yeah. stuff happens, and um, yeah, okay, it's uh, Histed uh, is as he says as Histed does. Um, he wears a beanie. And wears, where's a mankini? See what I'm saying? <laughs> He's but been yeah. quite quiet. He's been quite quiet this season, though. He's been a bit low key, actually. He was due. It was due one to come out. Yeah, he he, he wasn't. It, him and him and Rob French. Uh, but yeah, there you go. But, um, now <laughs> zoomed in on Rob French <laughs> right at the end. That was just incredible. Yeah. <laughs> I just wow. Honestly, all you got was brilliant. That no, was that was wonderful and a, a good advertisement for coming for an away day. Please, yeah. anyone listening. Come along. You don't have to drink copious amounts of alcohol. You don't have to sing if you don't want to. It's just, it's great fun. Please be there. It's a great. I mean, I brought my oh. friend Chris away and he doesn't even like football, but he's just like having a bit of a rough time at home sort of thing. I was like, come away, look, have a little blowout, have a few beers, come away for football. And he had like, he had like oh, yeah. an amazing day up there. And if, he, he's not even really into football. Do you know what I mean? He, he doesn't even like it. And we was... Uh, two one down at a time, and he went for a pee, so he went to yeah. the toilet. And as he went to the toilet, Sammy Adams' goal went in. So it was like, oh, your mate just scored a scream, and he went, oh, did he? So like, he's like a bit scared because he's heard about what happens a lot of football, but not really at that sort of level. He's like, oh, right, oh, did it? And then with that, he's washing his hands, and then the, the third one's gone in, and they've all <laughs> they've all gone nuts in the toilet. He goes, oh, I'm going now. We just like run out of toilets, <laughs> but he couldn't. <laughs> because the tunnel was down so he couldn't get over past the stand so he had to go all the way past all the Bishop Dortmund <laughs> Bishop Dortmund oh, fans, all the way around the other way like, he was like he was like out of his mind he didn't, <laughs> didn't know what to do they were like they were gone nuts and he had to make his way back round but it was so funny nice yeah from his point of view but, uh, yeah. hats, hats off to Gary again with the substitutions do you know, I mean, we've been saying it, and he? he seems to get the timing just right. You know, he, he picks the time when certain players may be just flagging a little bit, or put some fresh legs on. But what, look, look what's happening now. I don't know. Good vibes. I don't want to praise him up too much, though, because some buggers are going to come along and Chelsea will probably have him or something. <laughs> <laughs> he's, in the, he's in the job for another week, mate. Yeah, good. That's what it is, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Freddie, Freddie was great when he came on. Superb. Freddie Leg. He's, he's done well actually. He's done well in most games actually. He's done well in a lot of games. What do you I think about? I'll oh, go on. Sorry, I don't, ben, going back, I don't actually didn't think we would deserve to be two 0 down. It was kind of flattering for them. I thought first half it was really good, and then obviously we went one 0 down at half time, but then it was a little bit of a slow start to the second half. But once we uh, once we got that one goal back, it was just all us, all us banging on the door, wasn't it? It was just yeah. we were just basically sucking the ball back into that net in the end, and it was just unbelievable. Well, yeah, I thought first. First 15 minutes of the first half, we started slowly. Didn't they get a goal fairly quickly, didn't they? At the start, didn't they? Yeah, it was cool. It was, yeah. it was, a, it was a kick out, wasn't it? It was a poor one, wasn't it? Poor yeah. one. And then, as you say, yes, at the start of second, but... But both I mean, Louis, Louis pulled us off. Pulled us. He saved us. Though, Hang yeah. on, and he said Louis pulled us off there. No, that's not yeah, something you should say. No. <laughs> Louis pulled it out of the bag. Really? <laughs> Louis done some massive saves. <laughs> no, he did, did well. He spread one himself thing, well. One thing I wanted to ask James is um, what what he knows about about Freddie Leg and what he's like because he's new into the squad. Yeah. And I imagine James has played with him a lot more. 
Um, hey. What does he? What does he? Yeah, uh, <laughs> so, um, in a, so sorry, James, in a sorry. non-sexual nature, <laughs> what, what do you know about? What do you know about Freddie Legs? Uh, yeah, he's a good lad. Um, he's you know fairly quiet. Like all the all of us youngsters, but no, he's a he's a good lad. He works hard, uh, gets his head down. Yeah, again, like you say, he's young. He's still coming into it, so um, let's get a few seasons un- under his belt. I think he'll do all right. Could yeah. it be? This Saturday, Freddie Leg Cross, James Hole, back post. What do you reckon? Very possible. Very possible. Yes. If we're on at the same time, I think I think it's written in the stars already. You hearing that, Agent Malk? I am, I'm hearing that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> his price no, is gonna go up, mate. Got his little book out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's that great myself. <laughs> gotta keep the price <laughs> down a bit, Chris. Don't don't uh, you know it's method in my madness here. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, so you can get right. So, so yeah, we move on to Billericay. Billericay Saturday, um, a, a very winnable game. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. What do you reckon? I mean, like, obviously, uh, optimism's high. Losing Ben Pope is a big loss. You've got Mister Hull coming off that bench, possibly, or even maybe starting. You never know, do you? No. Yeah. Like I said before, like moods are high. You know, which one we want to crack on now, and obviously. Billericay, I'm not going to take anything off them. I mean, every you never know what's going to happen in this league. You know, anyone can get turned over, but we've got the home advantage. You know, coming off a great win, so I think I think we should do pretty well as, as long as we stay focused. We're going to have a good session tomorrow, so yeah, we should be all good. Should be all right. Yeah, but just as you say, talking about those sessions, are there are those sessions always different, James, or is there is is it sort of like sort of like an hour? And, I mean, how long are the sessions, by the way? No, about an hour, hour and a half, maybe a oh, push. And is it just a generally? It's more tactical work than anything yeah. else. Yeah, I'd say yeah. We just get down to the basics: how they play, how we're going to play against them. You know, our strengths, what their weaknesses are, and also what their strengths are, and um, how we can deal with them. So yeah, every training session is different. You know, as you can tell, like team switches up, the formation switches up a lot. So yeah, we always just try to adapt to who we're playing. How many people turn up at these sessions, James? Is it everybody has to, or is it? I know because like in the past we've had trouble with like players who live up London and all that. They were excused from coming down because they could train with a more local club. Does that still happen, or is it all uh, everyone has to come? No, yeah, pretty, pretty much everyone comes. Like, obviously, that's, there's niggles here and there, but that's, yeah, that's the whole thing that's changed in this club then, in the last what ten years. I'm not. I'm not joking. Now. I mean, I've, I was up there a couple of times watching from from the top. You know, the plastic pitch on the top. You'd be playing up there, kicking around, and you look down. There's four players training, <laughs> and that's no word of a lie. And that would be the first team. And that's how it's changed. So I think, yeah, that's part of it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think everyone because it's so late in the season. I was so close. I think everyone. You probably got more local players. I was quite. I mean, players like yourself, and there's a lot of more young local youngsters. But there were, um, you know, so many players from London that they just couldn't get down. So they were training in their local clubs up around there, you know, allowed to. But this is just, this is why it's made, it turned it around, I think. It's part of the reason. Yeah, I think most people got car share as well, like people yeah. in London now. So yeah. it's not too bad. Yeah, Craig's got a minibus, hasn't he? <laughs> I don't actually know. Yeah, it brings I've home, never seen it. Smithy. Yes. No, Melk's a driver, though, isn't he? No, no, Mark gets driven, mate. Mark gets driven. That's yeah, it. Show for yeah. driven. Yeah. Monster, monster, mate. I'll just call my driver and he comes and gets me. <laughs> <laughs> up in his limo. Uh, park. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Smarker. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so, what are we thinking, boys? We're thinking we're going to turn we're going to turn over Billy Rick, aren't we? Obviously, we're going to back the team hundred percent. They lost to Wingate at the weekend, didn't they? But Wingate, I want to run though. Yeah, I, mean, I was just going to say when when you look at Billy Rick's form, they're only two places below us. Again, it's one of those. Yeah, it could go either way, but after Saturday, you'd like to think we're going to win this easily. Confident, right. confidence should be if it ain't high after last Saturday. God. Yeah, home advantage, bit of noise behind them. <laughs> Oh, they might bring a few. Less of the booing for the main stands and we'd be all right. They get a decent crowd. <laughs> so we might all be in the main stand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you going there on your own, mate. Fucking main stand. Get out. He's doing he's doing a take for AFTV non-league version. I'm I'm just gutted JB O'Hara's not manager. He'd get a right a good beating on Saturday, wouldn't he? <laughs> Oh, Billy Ricky get a fair gate though. I don't know whether they bring many away. They had seven. Only, they've only got two away fans, mate. Oh, oh. Yeah, Bill, what? Bill and Ricky. That's all. Oh, oh. Ricky and Dicky. There we go. Kazoo's not to hand, mate. That was a kazoo. Oh, one, that was, was no We've not had one this season. Actually, it's a bit shameful, me. Yeah, well, just what we bad. want before you leave, James. Can you show us the said items, please? I want to see that they're still around. Come on. I haven't actually got them with me. <laughs> oh, look, he's, Chris is crying. That's but I can, I can wear them Saturday. All right, there you go. There you go. You have my promise I can wear them Saturday. Yeah, yeah James, what, what was the scenes like on the coach on the way back on Saturday? I take yeah. it, probably match what was in the clubhouse for us, I suppose. Oh, was yeah. it a good, yeah, that... good sing-song and a few beers? Yeah, yeah. It got the, got the beers in, got the musical turn all the way up. Yeah, yes. it, was, it was a good vibe. It was the classic away day. Classic away yeah, day. Quality. Uh, was it... even the away players didn't even come into the clubhouse. They sat in a classroom on the side, didn't they? <laughs> they didn't even come in. On our way out, we see them. There's all in the classroom eating the eating their food. It was... yeah. <laughs> yeah, we so, let them have it. Talking of talking of music, uh, James, was it Andy Q's? You know, he works in the PA. You know, he does the PA music now. Was it his oh, music yeah. you were listening to, or was it your own? It was, um, no, it was, I don't know, it was a bit of a mixture, really. Oh, right, okay. A bit of a mixture, yeah. I wanted yeah. you to bury Andy there, but it's uh, fine. <laughs> no, fine. No, to be honest, there has been a few comments about the music before the games, and everyone's been enjoying it, so. Excellent. There you go, there you go Andy. Okay. <laughs> anyway, he'll love that. His head's because he's got quite a big head anyway. I might not be able to get in a PA box now. He's doing a good oh, job. No, he is. No, it's excellent. It's excellent. Yeah, really. Jamesy, well, listen, take care, mate. And um, thanks for coming on. And uh, yeah, hopefully you get some minutes on Saturday and uh, you get, you're going to get a goal, mate. Don't worry. Thank you. Cheers for having me. Thank you for all the questions. Appreciate it. Take care, Jamesy. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Yeah. See you later. Good luck, Saturday, mate. Cheers. We're talking about the club bulletin. The club bulletin's come out. Now, obviously, completely from the heart here, after uh, the Bishop Stortford game, Obviously, we're all buzzing, um, 100%. Uh, looking forward to the playoffs. In my opinion, the club bulletin's come out and has somewhat deflated that because we're talking about, uh, well, I, I, the, the actual thing they're talking about, this rearrangement of the management team. It's the same people. I don't understand why it's come out. And then there was comments about the fans. We we should be talking about a fantastic victory. And we end up seeing this and there's various stuff that's been on social media. Uh, I had it over to, so I will talk about this a bit more, but who wants to start? I'll start. First of all, for those who haven't haven't read it, and there'll be people listening who haven't. So the the bulletin had a range of topics, and it's I think it's positive that the club want to 
inform fans on a regular basis with a bulletin. I think it's the sort of thing that we've been asking for a while as fans to be kept in the loop. Um, obviously, there's things that the club can't always talk about, like transfers on the day and things like that. It's just not not reasonable in non-league. It's not it's not that sort of level. But the club say that they want to keep fans more informed of all things. And with the things going on behind the scenes with the stadium and people being in the dark quite a lot, I think that's a positive if the club are going to come out and inform fans on a regular basis. It does seem like the same sort of people, but that's fine. If it's more organised and more structured, then that can be a good thing. I think more fan representation on that might be a positive. If we, if we can push for that, that would be really nice. And going forwards, um, as a bulletin itself, it got a bit bitty towards the end. Because it talked about uh, journey forward as a club, um, who's in who's in the you know this sort of new committee uh, didn't really lay out structure, and then there was a sort of weird comment at the end that wasn't separated um, as almost like a passing comment of someone not really writing a proper bulletin uh, talking about uh, negatively about about fans, which is interesting on a few points because it's on a day where many fans had made a long trip up to one of the longest away trips of the season, a way to support a team. Uh, trying to get an unlikely set of points, spending, you know, a lot of us are for three figures of pounds going to watch the club, supporting the club for the 90 minutes when 2-0 down um, and being part of that, coming back for a, to a victory. Um, and it does look like it's aimed at that, that sort of fan that goes and does that, which is a bit of a shame, talking about uh, bad language, but not specifying anything at all. Um, no one really knows what they're actually saying. Um which is a real shame, and to criticise that it might not be causing a, a family atmosphere when actually every single type of person, man, woman and child and old person, is stood behind the goal um, all of the time, in with all of what supposedly isn't get, being said nicely and is fine with it. Um, children are in, more and more children are behind the Cold War and in the second half every single week getting involved with the, uh, with the chanting, playing the drum, um, getting involved whacking the hoardings and learning the chants. You look around and you can see that loads of the kids learn the chants. Um, and if you're worried about bad language and children hearing it, then I've got news for you. No child is learning any new language behind that goal than they are from a school playground or from something called the internet, which I've got to introduce some of you to, that they've all got access to. Um, and my last point about it that I wanted to make was that it's really, really odd that that's being talked about, but not elsewhere in the ground where some fans are being are booed have booed the team um and during positive passages of play and think what you like about anything else that the club does if you're booing what the management and the team are putting out this season then um your your opinion's awful really and you need to keep your mouth shut and booing your home booing your team at home is an absolute disgrace and that's something that needs to actually be sorted out um might be worth putting in a bulletin uh, but some strange comments here at the bottom of the club. Sorry, I've ranted there. Someone else no, take haven't. over. No, you haven't. You've said it. You have not ranted. You've, you've yeah, that's how I feel about it. I think it's really poor timing, yeah, really yeah. poor timing, and a really badly, if someone wanted to say something about anything like that, <laughs> there's a wrong way of going about it. And I can't take it seriously. I, I, when I read it about the swearing, um, I wasn't clear whether it was something that happened on Saturday, but when you read it, it's almost like it's something happened on a previous home game. That somebody's complained about it's apparently that the statement was written at least two or three weeks ago apparently okay, okay. right okay well that's definitely one saturday then was it mm. so who sat on it for two weeks then and why or i mean you can't really take that sort of thing seriously no no i was just saying that i feel a lot of people have said the same thing you go to football matches 
there's going to be swearing. Um, I was having a conversation with a couple of regulars from behind the goal two or three weeks ago, and the worst swearing I've heard up there recently is from seven or eight-year-olds right in front of me. And so I was shocked, but there you go. That's how it was. I probably started swearing at that age as well. And it's not right, but it's, you know, it happens. It's a football match. Um, I think it gets a bit different when it's personal towards a certain, maybe a goalie or a referee, but if they can't take it, maybe they shouldn't be doing it. Um, that ref, that goalie the other week, was it not? Like, who did we play at home last time? Um, can't remember now. Oh, en- Enfield. En- uh, no, the one before that, mate. Oh, Wingate. He gave Wingate. it back. You know, yeah. good oh, Wingate gave it back, didn't he? Yeah, he, 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 good he, yeah, he, he took they it. Scored he scored a late equaliser, didn't they? When that's... he let us have it. Yeah, and he really... Fair do. So, very in love and war. That's it. There you go. But, and... Uh, he wasn't swearing probably, but he was gesturing. <laughs> he was certainly was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but fair enough. You know, it's football, isn't it? It's going to happen. It's not tennis. It's not croquet. It's football, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. My, my point, I'll say my point is it didn't need a statement to be dealt with in that way. Why, why isn't it getting dealt with at the time or that week? Why are people not just getting pulled to a one-to-one if they're actually out of, out of control and said, I'll maybe give you a warning or whatever and then um, just carry on? Yeah. Not, not, just... Throwing up, not throwing up a statement all over a football club about a bit of language here and there. You're basically with, It's basically about, it can happen from about four, five or six voices, not, not a, about a whole football club. Yeah. Something that should, be, should have been dealt with a lot better. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, they know who's singing at the end of the day, don't they? The timing of it was absolutely horrendous. I just think it makes the club look shit because you've had you've had statements from other clubs in our division, Lewis and locally Eastbourne, I think Eastbourne Town, which been like one of the Eastbourne teams who have <sighs> talked about their, their fans and they've banned... <laughs> under 16s from coming unaccompanied because they can't handle it. Uh, it's it's really down. odd. Yeah. Whereas whereas at Hastings, we've had a couple of instances over the past couple of years where we've had lots of kids come and enjoy the football and they've felt that they've needed to do a certain mm-hmm. actions which are wrong or say things which are wrong. And we've self-policed it behind the goal by having a word and said, you don't need to be like that to be here and showing them a bit more of the way. And we've dealt with it ourselves, whereas these clubs haven't been able to do that and they've had a really negative impact on their local community not allowing 15 year olds to come in on a company we've actually done really well with that and created a positive family environment because of that and that's the things that we've been doing at the ground as fans so to put a statement like that which puts us on a par with what's going on at lewis and, and east point is, is is a really poor move from the club i think it that is what's going to discourage younger people from coming rather than what's actually happening i suppose um, just quickly, because I know you, uh, Matt and Malk want to get in. I think I, I want to talk more about the statement about the communication, really, because it kind of is a yeah. bit like lost because um, about the swearing stuff has been added in, I think, to kind of dilute about this communication stuff. And I just say with the swearing, uh, there has been stuff where I thought it's been out of order and I've said so and in the crowd. And I'm sure I'm, at least Ben will know. Like, I agree. I agree going, with you. That, there's certain things that have been said that are wrong and it's like just focus on the team I'm not interested in what the goalie is and and I don't I'm not a child so I don't find calling someone a pedo funny I don't find it funny but that's just me right but there'll be certain times when it does get too much but that's for the club as 
uh, you, you said Ben like that you, you police that you you've got stewards you police it you pull the people that are singing it aside just have a quiet word maybe not that this that and the other you don't need to bring out a statement yeah that kind of tarring people with the same brush and I'll, I'll leave it there but um sorry uh Matt and Matt please sorry I haven't seen the statement I don't really know it's interesting to hear what people are saying um but I haven't seen it I must admit so um I'm interested to see it now <laughs> But yeah, I can see where you're coming from and um, what everyone's saying. I agree with what everyone's saying, to be fair. Um, and that's without seeing the statement. But I suppose something's got to be said and they've come out and said it. But at the end of the day as well, it's the timing. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Especially if it was written two or three weeks earlier. I just, I'm not getting that. Yeah. Come out straight after it's happened. Yeah. Now, two or three weeks so that's no, I know that. That's even more confusing for me. Well, before I say any more, Matt, Matt, you sorry, mate, you ain't really spoke. No, no, I'm all right. I'm good. Okay. Well, I just, so just <laughs> to me, should have been. This could be dealt with in a proper fashion. Again, I'll go back to the communication. It's the same people that have just been moved around. There's no idea of what the structure is, and is it going to be a structure that's better when they're saying that Sam Hasler's out injured all season when they know he hasn't been and you've got your manager having to come out on camera and bail you out you know there should be like apologies really are the, are the same people doing the twitter do you know what I mean is it going to be do you know what I mean like who's doing who's doing this stuff because it's like you know there's some we've had bad communication for a number of let's not let's not talk about the ground you know in terms of statement that come out last time it, it, the, one, you know, the one that was numbered one two two one three on the bullet point. Yeah, it's good, wasn't it? Um, yeah, and it, you know, I, I, I'm still sitting on an interview from the council that I can't release because the council was still scared of uh, legal action from the club. For, so for them to talk about communication, I find quite quite amusing, to be honest. You know, and yeah, I'm quite happy to have anyone on from the club if they want to come on and like for the stadium talk that I think it was just uh, me and. Yeah, was, was it Windy and uh, Malk that were here when we discussed yeah, it? We, we said, didn't we, that it needs somebody to really come on and say, say it as it is from the club. Because I, I, being brutally honest now, I, like when Billy comes along and he pats everyone on the back and he shakes people's hand, there isn't a relationship there anymore. There isn't. Like I, I feel there's a distance now between your kind of, let's call some of us hardcore fans, shall we say. I don't know what you want to call it. I don't mean that in any violent way. I mean that in terms of like obsession, maybe that you know it's there isn't a connection. I feel that connection's going further yeah. away, and and we we've, we've made the decision as a as a group of fans to not want to distract the team from anything in this incredible run, 100%. and support the team in that ninety minutes. And actually, we're not talking about it as much <laughs> on game day because we actually, and part of it is because we just want him to go and enjoy our football, and we do enough Monday to Friday at work. And we want to come and just enjoy a Saturday without talking about things that are going to get us annoyed. But there is, a, there is because of this, a distance between club and some of the fans. And I think it's sort of been highlighted in this sort of statement that no one really can relate to. Because let's be honest, there's probably about eight or nine of us that hear this statement and are upset. Yeah, Most people don't really care. They're no, really, no. You know, yeah. They're not really interested. And it'd be... Well, ones... Just go back, Chris. What, sorry, sorry, sorry. What is the reason for this connection to have been broken is it because of um how um the new ground has been dealt with how the communication has not been there where why has this connection 
um, and you mentioned his name by um, Billy Wood. Why has that connection been broken is it, and it's not as strong as it was before? Um, and secondly, hmm. to George, um, you say, oh, you don't want to... The players feel that anyway. The players know that. Um, the players <clears throat> that um, know there's something going on, if you see what I mean. And they feel, you know, that, that some of the players have even mentioned it. It's there's something around the club that they can't really put their finger on, but know something's not quite right. Um, so to say you keep it from the players, and so they keep this run going, it's not being kept from the players because they still feel it. Um, what are they? What? what that's makes not coming them get that from feeling? us. That's not coming from us, though, Mal. I mean, I, I can guarantee you, like. Whatever's going on, yeah, which on is why I say what has caused this connection break, if you see what I mean. Because there's a lot going on, and no one knows who to trust anymore because yeah. of lack, lack of information. Um, we've, we've got an incredible team and management team, and for months this season, no one knows where the fuck they're going to be playing next season for a lot of the time, um, including what has happened into our home of 100 years. We still don't really know, we don't know where the club's going. And there's, it doesn't not put anything on anyone for this, but that's just the fact we just don't know what's happening with it um, at all, and we we are completely in the dark. Well, and that's why they've come out with this. With this, to me, and I, I, it's just my opinion, right? That it's a kind of a non-statement. It's kind of the same people that are involved with the club anyway uh, are going to be in a committee, okay? Like from what happened with this fan forum and all that. But maybe I've got personal, I'm say animosity. I'm, it's not animosity. I haven't got animosity to anyone. I don't hate anyone. So don't get me wrong. But my trust levels, just after, you know, how many months they knew about going to Eastbourne, that was, you know, that it's not, it's not an open book, is it? Like, you know, we've gone from sort of Aggie, you know, to, and maybe that's my naiveness with everything. But, you know, I felt that we, um, I found out. So I think it was owed a little bit more than, for being thrown at the last minute. Yeah. So I mean, I, it's difficult to put into words, uh, Malcolm, because they, I think it's changed from their side as well. <laughs> like, I think Billy knows, yeah? And Billy knows that he's had to say a few things. That the What was the truth has changed. And like, what the truth that the council says the truth and what the club says the truth and the way the way it's been handled. And that's the problem is, is that, everyone's perception of things has changed. And even when even fellow fans have turned on fellow fans about this, and it, it's, that's a tragedy, but that is to just do with the club. That's got nothing to do with the team. Have no... There's, yeah. th there's an awful lot of well, really well-meaning people who are really keen to find out when and where Chinadu McKenzie is at 12 o'clock on a Saturday and want to know instantly, but are willing to wait months for information that will tip either way the future of the football club. And it is, you know, the team's doing really, really, really well. But if we don't have a place to play or uh, facilities or or um, somewhere for the under-19s, under you know, the youth teams to play or or we're going to have those setups, or be, you know, that, that's all being threatened to be being get, got rid of and the women's team, no, the, the whole culture of the club could be could be torn apart and it is it is more important in for the you know long future of the club and there's just no and the emotions of the fans are being used to play against you know as a as a pawn uh, and the emotions of parents who have children in the in their e academies are being used as a pawn in this battle with the council we're just left stuck in the middle that's, that's how i feel and there is a lack of trust because we just no, no one tells you straight any information 
to be honest, the council don't tell us straight either. No. That's what I'm saying. I'm no one, no one. This is this is everyone. I'm not. This is not. I'm not aiming that at the owners and the people around the club. It's, it's everyone, and we are stuck in the middle as fans and people who really have the number one. Our number one care is the future and the health of the football club. There aren't the, the people with all the power do not have that as as their number one number one priority. But the fans do, and we're left stuck in the middle. Yeah, yeah. I think we we mentioned the other week that we, you might see some councillors coming around soon. Well, we won't because I got it wrong. There is no local elections this year in Hastings, so you won't be getting anybody coming on your doorstep. So, well, not if you're lucky. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I mean, what do you, what do, you do? I mean, how, how do you? Uh, you know, you can email these people, but they don't get back to you, do they? They don't need to. No, that's why. Well, there's so, a report coming out. There's a report coming out, and it's all like. I'm not going to say right, but this is all this is all done and dusted, yeah. And it's once this report comes out, things will move. So things will start moving in April when this report comes out. Okay. And you know what's in it? No, I don't know what's in it. I know what should be in it. So is that what I mean? So we're all waiting, and there's just there's no information. No one knows who to trust. There's just there's just nothing. So it does it breeds the atmosphere, Malcolm? It does breed the atmosphere, and whatever the reason there is for that. Can't really think of a good one to not inform fans of what's happening with their football club. Um, whatever the reason is for that, it's a problem. It does breathe that atmosphere. That's right, and that's what I'm saying. <clears throat> Nobody knows or anything like that. But then to say, it, you know, we're trying not to involve the players or keep it away from the players whilst they're on their run. They they know something's going on, but they don't know what. So you know, that, that's all I was saying on there because I didn't know what was um, why that connection with Billy Wood if you like had, um, had, been, had been lost I had my own opinion on why it had been lost but I didn't didn't really know why what's your opinion Mel? Um, in my opinion he's backed away from the club a lot more than he was yeah um, and he seems to have other interests yeah he's got other interests I mean. yeah um, <clears throat> you know there was a time when he was always on this his round table, you know, and 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 giving his, uh, you know, heartfelt feelings to, you know, where he was going to take the club. Now you you hardly see him at games. He's only at the odd one or two. I oh, know Billy's yeah. um he's involved in other things at the moment, isn't he? He's he's, he's opened up a nightclub in the old town, and yeah, that's due to open in two two months' time. Yeah, that's, that's not a secret. He he put that out on social media. I asked him about it. He said, yeah, two months' time, it's an old club that's been closed and well done, he's opening it up. But that, that takes a little bit away from what maybe that is part of it. Maybe it's just got other interest going on at the moment. You can't, I don't know, maybe it's just a bit too much everything, isn't it? And he's still in, he's heavily involved in the ladies' side, isn't he? Um, in, the, in the women's mat. Yeah, am I right? Yeah. So maybe he wasn't so much, but he is now. It's... He's distanced himself without probably even realising it away from the, the first team, perhaps. Just my idea. So I think if anyone who runs a club is listening, there are people, the main reason for anything that you have felt might be negativity towards yourselves or chance or whatever, take it take it with a pinch of salt. It's people at a football match. But the main thing why things are going on is because people are worried. There are genuine, lovely people who support this football club pay thousands of pounds a year following this football club who are genuinely concerned that they are their joy their so some people their main joy in life is maybe at risk and being taken away and they have no power to stop anything happening or 
get involved in some positive things happening that might save it because we don't know what's going on and there's been a lack of information. So come and clarify what's going on with the football club. The council have a statement and an interview which they cannot release because they are so scared of legal action when actually the council, the fans and the owners of the football club should be working together, not against each other, to protect the future of the football club. So why can't they have an interview and talk about what's going on with the football club? Are they doing something wrong? Come and tell us. Come and be come and be open with us. Come and talk to us more. Come to a game. Come and come and speak to us and be open and honest. And just and have more of that communication. If they they are being so awful that they can't say things because it might be illegal or they can be sued for it, come and talk to us because there are people. The more you clear up, the more people that you will have on side to do whatever you want to do. But right now, people are really worried, and it, that and that worry will come out in all forms. It will come out with not going to the football club, being annoyed, having a bad relationship with the club, singing chants against the owners, um, doing protests. It's going to have all sorts of implications. So just come and hopefully this statement and say they're going to be, you know, come and talk to us more, but come and speak to people in person. Do it a bit more. It's just, it's just one big division, isn't it? End of the day, one big division between the owners and the fans. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. Not all the fans, though, let's be honest. Not all the fans, no. A lot of people... Not all the fans. Yeah, let's be representative here. There are... we, but we, we don't know what the percentages are because no no one's ever really asked the fans formally how they want to go with the future of the football club. No one's ever asked. So we don't know what the percentage of people who want to move to Tarkin, who'd be open to Horntight, who wouldn't mind going to Eastbourne for a year, people who wouldn't mind the main stand coming down and another stand being built. We don't know what the fan opinion is. We only know what we see around us in our bit of the ground. The bits of the ground are quite separate. Yeah. We don't really know what other people think because we haven't been asked. And I think it, we really need to have a fan set of opinions that we can we can go for the owners and the council to move forward because it's so divided. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I've been saying for years, right? I mean, what's our average gate? Probably about at the moment, 800. So we say 800. There's, yeah. not, there's not 800 people crying to get onto Chris's podcast every week. There's not 800 people going on the forum. It's, it's just a handful. Basically, it's a small percentage of people that verbal each month. So what happens to the other lot? What that they, They're all thinking things, but they don't say anything because they either don't want to or they don't know how to. And it's we're not getting a fair picture, are we, from everybody's side of it? No, we need, and everyone, everyone who goes on a regular basis to Hastings United, anyone, whoever ever means they do it, has the right to have their voice heard. And it's yeah. how do we get that? Um, how do we do it? That's the support. The thing is, George, the only voices they're hearing are ours. Yeah. And there's something that they don't like. There is something they don't like. But we we could, end of the day, with having such a lack of information, the place could be a lot more worse than what it is. But we don't. We've we've said said to ourselves, we're not going to take it to match days. We don't. We barely talk about anything about the club apart from we're about backing this team. That's all we do on a match day. It could be a whole lot worse. We 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 sing chants about the pilot field. Big deal. We're allowed to. We're not we're not singing offensive chants. And then they put a po- put a bit of, in a statement about un- make some new unimaginative chants. And what 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 are they talking about? Hold on a minute. When it comes to chants, I think we've probably got um, about. Twenty to thirty chants mm. between us all that we will sing on a match day. I don't think there's anything offensive about any of them. And that that chant thing has turned round completely in the last five years since George has got hold of it mainly, and and turned it into 
our own chants. You won't hear other teams singing some of the stuff that you guys sing or anything close. Uh, but 10 years ago, we were just like copying stuff from Premiership, basically. And it's changed. And it's not. It's, it's all about what's coming out now. It's all about the club as it as or the team that's playing. And it's it's far more important than it was 10 years ago. And it's not, and it's no, it's not in my ears anyway. There's no swearing in the songs, not as much as it used to be. So that's improved. It's all supportive. God, there's not really any not supportive chance there. To be fair, we don't even do we don't even do chants about hating Eastbourne or Lewis, or we don't even do stuff like that. Exactly. I don't think the fan, I don't yeah. think the fan base is interested in it. And seventy five percent of your songs are about players in the team. You're naming all the players. There's probably not one player that hasn't got a song. Oh, so there's a couple. Jo- there's a couple, Wendy. If we can one. give you a couple of players, mate, to write some chants for, Kane Penn needs a chant. It's a it's a left back curse, actually. Not not having a chant. Um, left back left back in the studio should be cool, but like, they're not. Yeah, they don't really get a song. So Kane Penn needs one. Freddie Leg needs a better one. So if you can get on it in the week, Wendy, that'd be great. Uh, <laughs> what else can a retired man do with his life? <laughs> yeah, get a pen and paper out. Uh, can I'll I introduce you to? Hang on, I'll get, uh, I'll get me on, Wendy. Can I introduce you to Keith Wareham? Uh oh, here we go. Yeah, <laughs> you already got a few chants. Yeah, yeah, Keith Wareham, he help you out, mate. Okay. But I, I do, I do like the bit about uh, t- today. Did you notice the picture of Stony and Breffo, and then they put yeah, the uh, Stony yeah. and Breffo song up? And you're like, yeah. two yeah. days ago, you put up a statement about making new songs, and that's one of the newer ones that we've made. Exactly. Absolutely. One of your ones was on a t-shirt last last season, Ben. I know, mate. I know. See. Did you get a cut of that merch? Uh, probably have to. Probably have to I'll tell you what, it. Ben. You need, an a- you need an agent, mate. Does anyone know anyone? I've got one. Oh, there you go. He's got it. Straight in there. <laughs> I'm thinking of branching out into the entertainment business. Uh, I, I know. I know a CEO who could help you out, get you a leg up into the into the industry. Right now. Yeah, yeah. Just don't work for the BBC, mate. You know what's going to happen there. Oh yeah, that's true. You can't also, sing anything there, mate. Too. Also, I'm the same man. You you can't you can't got to rattle them a little bit isn't you? and take their mind off it and yeah. just distract them from the game and you, you've got to kind of you got to kind of get under their skin a little bit as well it's 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 one of them isn't it it's you're behind the team you're cheering the team they know what we're doing and it's like when corners come in it's like at the weekend we're singing away Stoney standing in front of the keeper he knows what we're doing we're shouting left 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 right 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 three of you four of you he's like getting in the way of the, the, the wall and it, it, it just it just ruins it all for them. But we're all there working together, and it's they don't see that side of it. I don't think. Yeah, you'll be nothing. You'll be no, nothing. We had Nori on. We had Nori on. He said the same thing. He said he loved it. We were winding yeah. the goalies up. Yeah, it was only a few weeks ago, wasn't it? Well, he actually said that the, the team felt it, the pressure of building on him from the fans behind the gun, didn't he? So yeah, that was probably that's, anyway, that, that's our the job. Comments. They did a bit on the pitch. We leave us behind the goal. We do, what we do. They do what they do. I'm I'm willing to give the, the the club benefit of a doubt on a on a bit of a silly statement that they they put out poorly and just ignore it and do what we all do on a Saturday, which is get a brilliant support of the team. Yeah. Um, let's just keep you on the boys because it's really important and they deserve a lot of love because they've played unbelievably well this season. You look where we are compared to Herne Bay, who come out of our league. Okay. Yeah, look look where we are, absolutely fantastic. They deserve our support, but we're all happier at the moment because. Gary Elphick, John Meany are, are producing, not miracles, but doing the Lord's work 
uh, with our football football team, and we're very proud of them. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, on to three points against Billericay, chaps, yeah? Yeah. Fucking hope so. Let's go. Enjoy it. L- yeah. Looking forward to seeing you all Saturday. Cheers, George, John, Ben, Matt, and of course, Malcolm. See you later. Bye. 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 That's it for another week, grassroots football fans. Whoever you're going to watch this week, make sure you're loud and proud. As ever, if you want to get in contact with the show or have any suggestions or want to get in on our weekly roundtables, that email again is hufcpod at gmail.com or on the Twitter, which is at hufcpodcast. You can get this podcast on all major platforms, be it Google Podcasts, Audible, iTunes, Spotify or Amazon Music. And we have a jam-packed YouTube channel, chock-a-block full of video interviews and episodes from the podcast. Please, please, please give it a look, a comment or a like, but definitely subscribe. It's all free. All that's left for me to say is, I've been your host, Chris Laverick. Hope you have a good week and see you at the game.